0: back.
1: this is sailor welcome to another episode of metal rock and whiskey well good evening gentlemen
2: good evening sailor hey sailor what's shaking oh man i think i finally recovered from last week oh my, oh my goodness. god you
1: guys i went through an entire box of tissues laughed so i have not laughed that hard in a long time
2: my diaphragm was sore for like three days afterwards <laughs> yeah my face hurt My face still hurts.
3: That was a lot of fun.
1: Lori is hilarious. That's kind of what happens to us often when we're together. (laughs) So we are back again. We're still talking about GWAR. Um, Last week, we covered the history of the band. If you have not heard that episode yet, you should pause this. Go back, listen to that one. And then this one, because otherwise it won't make sense. So, we'll give you a second to press pause. Okay, you're back. Cool. <laughs> Ed?
2: Well, speaking of war, while we are still on this subject, um, I believe last week I had mentioned something about an album battle. And that's what we're doing this week. This week we are battling two of their albums, 1990's Scum Dogs of the Universe versus 1999's We Kill Everything.
0: The funny all. Star Fact, any,
3: they kill everything all right
0: <laughs>
1: Oh god
2: I know, I know The only thing I kill is bottles
1: Oh Dad joke <laughs> Dad joke
3: alert. <laughs> Bourbon dad joke.
1: All right. So Maddie, what the fuck are we
3: doing? Yes. Let's talk about drinking. Let's talk about drinking. Let's jump Why right into Why don't we? Yeah.
1: Let's, let's jump
3: right into it. As I say every week, it is called Metal Rock and Whiskey. So we have to talk about what we're drinking. So who wants to go first?
1: Matt, you go first.
3: I will go first. You know what, Sailor? I put you under the microscope last week.
1: Yeah.
3: So I will go under the microscope this week. And I think you may have a thing or two to say about what I'm drinking.
1: Oh, shit.
3: It is not peanut butter whiskey.
1: Oh, thank God.
3: (laughs) Been there, done that. But it is not whiskey. What? Really? It is not whiskey. Hmm. So I am drinking
2: vodka. What? Vodka? I am drinking vodka. On the Metal Rocky Whiskey Show? Yes, I am.
1: Um... I think I I I think we have to stop recording for a minute. (laughs) This is my goddamn show and he's drinking fucking vodka. (laughs) I'm metal rocking whiskey, are you fucking nuts? Vodka is not even allowed on the network. What are you doing?
3: I'm not drinking vodka. Oh. I'm fucking pulling your leg. Oh man. That
1: was not cool.
3: Well, I had I to figure. we were the,
1: friends, man. I
3: had to figure the only thing that would make you more mad than peanut butter whiskey would be vodka.
1: That's true. That's very. Or
3: Jesus true. Christ. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get that mad about it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go with it, but all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You better hurry up and get to your whiskey segment. So what are you drinking?
3: I, I am drinking Buffalo Trace. Again, I have Buffalo Still Trace again. Still working on that Buffalo Trace. Still working on Buffalo Trace.
1: <laughs> well, that was just you trying to cover up for being boring. Good job. Uh, Lame.
3: All right. So you can't shit on me for trying to just create
2: some tension. Well, that's, tension that's okay. And some, yeah. I think, I think mine will make up for it. Better. Oh, boy. Wait, okay. like in a negative way or no 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 oh quite okay. the opposite <clears throat> okay so i'm i de- i decided after last week i would take it a little more highbrow this week
1: oh <laughs> a little more
2: so <laughs> if you remember a couple weeks ago during our overkill um i was drinking uh kentucky Owl rye out of a plastic cup in my hotel room well tonight <laughs>
3: What are you drinking out of? A I do have a, cup? I have a, I have a crystal
2: oh. cup. Oh, all right. and cool. I am drinking Kentucky Owl bourbon.
0: Whoa! Oh,
2: what? <clears throat> yes, you heard that correctly.
3: Okay. So, How'd you score same, that, man?
2: So the same person benefactor who gave me the Kentucky Owl rye <laughs> also gave me a sample of Kentucky Owl bourbon.
3: Why don't you name this said benefactor?
2: His name is Mike, and I work with him. He's not oh. on Instagram.
3: Oh, okay. Nobody right. would know So him. he's not what? he's
2: not in the community. Okay. No, he's not yeah. in of the. Does community. Mike
1: want to be my benefactor? <laughs> Does Mike
2: want to be in the community?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we we, we trade uh, samples every once in a while, uh, but yeah, this is um very it's a, very sweet on the nose, and I tell you what, the, the taste is straight up cherries.
0: Ooh.
2: On the palate, it is so good. It's like d- dark fruits for days. On here, a little bit of vanilla, um, long finish, um, fruity finish, a little bit of wood. Just a very, yeah, nothing compared to.
3: I'm sold over. the old
2: Ezra last week. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. So I'm trying to. I know to this out. costs a pretty penny. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, instead of buying
1: good. it. Yeah, I mean, if so, I could find it, I would buy it. And I don't so, like, and I don't spend big money on bourbon. So I'm,
3: tra- I'm trying to figure out how Mike wins in this deal because you're giving him larceny, and he's giving you Kentucky ale.
1: <laughs>
3: <bourbon.
2: laughs> <laughs> I didn't give him larceny. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. Hashtag uh, larceny. <laughs> only the people that have been listening to us since like day one are gonna get the joke. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, larceny. So anyway,
2: that's what's in my glass, glass tonight.
1: Oh, that's what you're in, glass, glass. Okay.
2: You win, man.
1: Fuck yeah, mine, now I'm, yeah, forget mine. I'm
3: drinking the same thing I was last week. Jeez.
1: Well, I'm drinking something from the same distiller. (laughs) But I'm drinking the cask strength true blue from Balcones.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Straight corn whiskey. It is so phenomenal and the color look at this color it's so dark it's so beautiful it is
2: looks like about a 25 year old
1: (laughs) oh my god it's it's amazing
3: i would tell you that i will go i would go out on a limb now and i'm I'm not you know just saying this to say it i'm saying it because i feel it's true that is like in my top 10 right now as far as like whiskeys that i've ever had in my life
1: the true blue castring strength.
3: The true blue castring strength. It yes, is, it's nuts. It's fucking. I mean,
1: it can insanely rival. Insanely good. It, it can rival. Um. I would agree with you that it, it could. I mean, this rivals my master's keep. This right. This rivals a lot of like the heavy hitters that I've tried. They they are they're unbelievable. It's it's phenomenal. If you ever, if you see this out the true blue cast strength. Buy it. I don't care what the price is. Just buy it. Trust me. It is worth
3: I second every word she pennies. says. Yeah. Buy it.
1: Buy it.
2: Going on the list.
1: Delish.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Well, Ed.
2: All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, why don't we get into my whiskey pairing?
1: Let's do it.
0: Because when your life is shit.
2: Okay. So, aside from being obviously talented musicians with a twisted sense of humor, Guar seems to be all about the shock value and offending as many people as possible. And um, the methods they use to gross out their audience are legendary. You may have heard Sailor (laughs) speak about some of them last week. Um, (laughs) Yep. Now, my pairing may be violating our rules, but uh, hear me out. I could not think of any whiskey vile enough to do justice to Guar's shock value.
1: Oh, my God. So
2: I ventured off the beaten path and into the herbal liqueur territory
3: the beaten path It's like a different planet man
2: so <laughs> anyway <What? laughs> some would argue that my pairing is all about shock value as well it's definitely some would say gross and is most likely consumed as a dare and typically used as a punishment drink
0: what?
2: ladies and gentlemen i what? give you jepson's Millart. What? Now, for the uninitiated, Malort is a liqueur flavored only with wormwood and made in Chicago. Wormwood being a bitter herb known for its ability to kill stomach worms and other parasites. And if you are not from the Chicago area and don't have friends or family here, chances are you've never heard of it. I did find an article in Thrillist by Sam Greasus, I think is how you pronounce it, in which he writes about the taste of Malort. Sam writes, Malort has been famously described by John Hodgman as tasting like pencil shavings and heartbreak. A former roommate of mine thinks the flavor is more akin to a grapefruit doing a burnout on your tongue, a pleasant mix of citrusy bitterness and the iconic taste of old tires. Others have described tasting notes of drywall, rotten oranges, motor oil, or embalming Ew. fluid. <laughs> so, oh, wow. and then in, in searching for other ways to describe the taste of Malart, I went on to Reddit and found a whole thread of people trying to describe what it tastes like. I picked out a few of my favorite. Pepper, than Basement. <laughs> um, mm. Used Band-Aids from a... Cancerous burn victim. <laughs> um, it's sort it, 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 it sort of tastes like running your tongue over a homeless man's ass after he's run the marathon. Oh my god. Oh my god. Another <laughs> gem like soy sauce and vinegar marinated with nails in a shoe.
1: So, this just like <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning shit right here.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my
2: <gosh>. nah, yeah. <laughs> um, Pine trees and burning rubber. Then the second shot tastes like bug spray, and then after that it tastes like cornflakes. <laughs> Whatever <that means. laughs> And the last one, the flavor of rotten pickle juice with, with the feeling of <laughs> pooping after an extra spicy meal. <laughs> oh. Oh, but what? seriously. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. I. <clears throat> I have I have done my shot as a proud Chicago area person. Ew. I have done my shot of mulard, and I will tell you, it is disgusting. But the aftertaste that lingers in your mouth, it feels is like vomit after you've just gotten oh,
0: gross. That
2: is basically what you're tasting.
0: No, that, stop that's it. my
2: impression. <clears throat> sounds, so, like sh- sounds like sounds like Chicago style
3: pizza. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> <got>
1: Matt, you. <laughs> you just won for the year. <laughs>
2: sorry. I ended up sorry. Uh, oh,
1: so so
2: that is my pairing for Guar
1: okay uh (laughs) first of all this shit is a was a basque liqueur and um so it was a it was an immigrant that brought it to chicago and he sold it door to door (laughs) for, for medicinal purposes uh okay um yeah, apparently this is like definitely like you said a Chicago thing cuz who the fuck else is going to fucking drink this shit. Um this is like the story is weird. It's it's really weird. Someone made in 2013 a Chicago bar featured a malort infused snow cone.
2: Oh my god. Ugh. Why? But you got to go on YouTube and find people's reactions to taking shots of Malort. You know
1: what,
3: honestly, like it's made me curious enough like to want to try it.
1: Like, no. honestly.
2: Someone's just not- once? Just one
3: shot. Like-
1: <laughs> so they put it in the movie Drinking Buddies, and so apparently Jason Sudeikis says Malort is like swallowing a burnt condom filled with gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Ed, that is the most perfect pairing. I mean, that's genius.
3: (laughs) Ed, if if I ever come visit you, we're going to do a malort shot. All right.
1: I want to see video of this shit.
2: We'll do it, and we will video it. Yes.
1: Then I want video of Matt puking afterwards. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And crying in the corner. Walking back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh... That's a good way to start off the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. All right, so let's get into this battle. All right, well... Like you said at the beginning of the show, Ed, we are gonna be battling scum dogs of the universe against we kill everything. Um, yeah. So let's start with scum dogs, scum dogs of the universe. Released in January of 1990. Um, it's called heavy metal crossover thrash. Well, shock rock, but it's not. That's not really a sound. I don't know if I would say it's a crossover thrash, but okay. I mean, I guess we can get into that discussion. Um the concept of the album is about um scum dogs that rain that they have a reign of terror on planet Earth. Uh yeah, so like the song Death Pod, um, explains how they got to Earth. If you really if you wanna like listen to this album and Understand the concept yeah.
2: Um,
1: So Yeah I don't even know what to say about this <laughs> album.
2: Okay well uh, th- <laughs> Yeah go ahead yeah, I'll, I'll start off This was my first real exposure to Guar. was listening to this album Aside from the you know little snippets You saw on Beavis' butt back in the day But um, I really wasn't sure what to expect From this album um uh, looking at the cover, and it's obviously Guar. And um, really, the musicianship in this album was a heck of a lot better than I expected. And the writing was, for the most part, rather clever and uh, humorous on a lot of these songs. And I believe it or not, I ended up really enjoying this album. <laughs> you know, the first couple of songs I didn't really care for, Solomonizer and Maggot's. I thought "Sick of You" was a great standout song, mm-hmm. and "Slaughterama" was freaking Dude, hilarious. That's, yeah, fantastic! Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. that was the, I, I think the highlight of the album was "Slaughterama," <laughs> and then um, was it uh, "Horror Vig" was pretty cool. Um, Vlad, Vlad the, Impaler, Vlad the Impaler, black and huge, just black made me huge. laugh black out loud. Oh my god! <laughs> what about the
1: sex-o-cutioner?
2: Oh, executioner! Oh, executioner! Yes, black and
3: huge is like the highlight of the album
2: for me. Yeah. <laughs> So overall I, I'd say I was pleasantly surprised at this album I wasn't expecting much but um, yeah I some of these songs are gonna make it into my uh, heavy music rotation <laughs> I have to agree with you Ed
3: like behind all the rabid silliness of some of the the lyrics there's great musicianship there I agree yeah. with you because some of the songs like aside from the lyrics are they're really really good. Um, but I hear so many different bands when I listen to this album, you know. Oh. Sailor, like you said, you kind of, you know, oh, question yes. whether it was like a crossover with thrash, but I was hearing like hardcore punk and like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Sex Pistols and like Ramones yeah. and shit like that. More too. than
1: thrash, for sure. Yeah, oh, more
2: than that, thrash. I, to- yeah. I totally missed that, Matt. You hit the nail on the head. I heard so many different um bands in this album myself. And even like the beginning of Slaughterama, it made me think of the Beastie Boys, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I heard elements of the Clash, I heard yeah, yeah. elements of Misfits, even like some Eminem. Some it's all there. Yeah, a lot well, of they the were guitars. Huge yeah.
1: NWA fans. They were big, big NWA fans, and um, they even I forget which track they kind of did as an like you know as an homage, like inspired by um, Gangsta Gangsta. I can't remember which song it was, but yeah, they were. But that's think if you think about it, that's kind of what was going on at the time too.
2: Yeah, you They're know, guitar-ish. like with
1: Anthrax and all of that, right. and Beastie Boys, and yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Their guitar riffs were very of the time because I was getting mm-hmm. some Smashing Pumpkins, I was getting some Veruca Salt in there. Some yeah, of I some just listened a bunch riffs. of bands. Yeah, like,
3: I had, I had yeah. Beasties, I had um, Clash, Ramones, Sex Pistols, Offspring. I had all these bands that I heard in this album. Um, you know, it's funny going back to what you said, Ed, uh, because sometimes you can make the mistake of like hearing one or two songs from a group and saying to yourself, OK, I think I know what this band is, you know, like what they like, what their general generalness yeah. is. And then you actually
2: sit down and listen to an entire album and you're like, wow, that is not what I was expecting. Right, <laughs> And, you know, as. It it yeah. sound it's really make it sound like they're all over the place, but really it was it was strangely cohesive. Yes, this album was. Yeah. It's, that's the the only best way I can describe it. Even yeah. though it, it they this, there's all these different sounds in there, there is kind of an underlying cohesiveness through the whole album. That kind it's of a co- co- it's it a it's har- a it's a
3: complicated puzzle, but
2: all the pieces fit. Yes. Well, yeah. it's a concept yeah.
1: album, you know. So I at think, the end,
2: it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, this album, it, it it's funny because sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, what the fuck? And then other times it's so of its time. So they were definitely in there. I think like they were in the in the nook with everybody else. I don't think it was like musically outlandish, you know, but when you sit down and actually listen or read the lyrics, I mean... The one thing that you can you have to give them is that they were brilliant writers. They were brilliant at concepts, comedy. It's comedy writing, oh, you yeah. know. Their comedy writing is unbelievably hilarious.
2: Yeah, I even wrote in my notes they had the uh, some of the lyrical sensibility of Weird Al Yes. There, oh
1: yeah. You know? Oh yeah. For totally. sure. Oh yeah. I I definitely yeah. They're definitely like I could see them playing together, Weird Al. And oh Weird Al super clean. He might not have liked that. Yeah. But.
2: <laughs> Although, speaking of Weird Al, I did uh, run across on YouTube, there is a Guar cartoon. It's like a uh, like a 10 minute cartoon. And in the cartoon, um, the I, I looked in the credits. It's actually the voice of Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic oh, well, actually right. uh, cameos in this cartoon. There and you the go. plot is um, one of the, was it Odious? odious maximus (laughs) is that the name of the lead guy he um he basically takes weird al's face rips off weird al's face puts it on his and tries to go to a kid's party and pass himself off as weird al (laughs) (laughs) yankovic
1: i wonder if he said like i'll do it if there's no cursing or anything like that because he was i don't know but it it
2: looks like it was probably done early 2000s because the the animation style was very much like you know, if you've ever seen, like, the old cartoon network, like the Powerpuff Girls and stuff like that, it's oh, very yeah. much in that style. Mm. But, but honestly, you go if, look it up. like, if I if
3: I got a notification on Facebook or something tomorrow that it was, like, Weird Al Guar, I'm like, I'm going to that fucking show. Well, like, yeah. like, I'm fucking going to that show. And you better wear your plastic whatever. <laughs> it's like, there's no way I'm not going to that show <laughs> in 2019. I'm going.
1: <laughs> so, by the way, this is their best-selling album of all time um which i i'm not surprised to hear actually because i think yeah i don't know i think this is this is it it's a great example like if you could only have one album to say well what is guar i think this is this is a great example of especially the early stuff um it actually also was ranked number 90 on loudwire's top 90 hard rock and metal albums Oh wow. of the 90s. So that's I mean to be included in that list. That's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely was influential, that's for sure. So, okay. So we need to battle this up against we kill everything. So let's move on to that album. <laughs> All right, so "We Kill Everything" is the seventh album by Guar, and it was released in '99. So you've got what a nine-year period in between both of these albums. Um, this one's called crossover thrash punk rock, which again, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, <clears throat> so this album has a different story. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, well, I think it's like a couple stories in one, kind of. Um, there's a short history of the end of the world, which is pretty awesome. Um, so it kind of chronicles their, or supposed to, the relationship with their master. Um, and then the aftermath of their defiance. And that's why Quar was exiled to Earth. Um, and then mystic, the mystic, Scumdog, Scroda Moon went to go search for them but then he got stranded on the moon with a tablet that he carved himself that's supposed to supposedly chronicles all of the times um all the events from beginning to end of Guar. Uh and then after landing on Earth Guar somehow gets a hold of that tablet, breaks it into pieces, and then um, they are stolen and someone has to find all the pieces to put them back together otherwise the master would come and destroy Guar. I don't know. Like, cra- crazy crazy I-, I was like trying to ex- re- it's not a linear story either um all right so <laughs> this album i think they were comfortable with who they were who they were they were comfortable with being outrageous um so there's some like <laughs> for example the first track is called baby raper <laughs> The first, second one is called fish fuck.
3: That second song.
1: <laughs> There's a song called Tenile drip. Okay. There's another one called fucking an animal. Okay. That, uh, yeah. Jiggle the handle is another one.
3: <laughs> the master has a butt.
1: The master has a butt. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The so. Songbook.
3: Yeah. So, so. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so, like, you said, Sailor, you made the face again, like, you know, thrash, crossover, whatever, you you know, whatever you said. It's like, to me, I'm five tracks into this album. I'm like, this is a fucking comedy album. Mm -hmm, Like, I have laughed my ass off Mm -hmm. as much as I would laugh listening to you know george carlin or richard pryor or somebody like that i'm like this is this this is up there with like any stand-up comedy album i've ever heard in my life and it reminds me of like an adam sandler album where there's like songs that have these funny just premises and it all ties together that was like the first thing i thought of um and Jesus, like, I can't, there's not much more I can say about this album than that. It's just, it made me laugh more than maybe any album I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and that last track, that last track, I was on the floor laughing my <laughs> ass off. Fucking an animal. I was laughing my ass off listening to that.
2: Okay, well. <clears throat> yeah. Remember what I said about the first album? Yes. You can take everything I said about the first album. And completely throw it out the window when it comes <laughs> to this album.
3: Yeah, um, there's nothing musically here. For me. Yeah.
2: This uh, this album to me is garbage. It's <laughs> not. It's not cohesive. The sound is all over the place. Like they're not sh- sure quite what style of music they want to play. Um, and unlike Scumdogs of the Universe, which was fairly clever. This album seems like the band is more is making more of an effort to be shocking and offensive than clever. Um, I thought the only song really with any value on the album was a, like a pop punk sounding uh, song called Marianne. I kind of dug that, but other than that, I thought the rest of the album was crap.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no good musicality there. That's why it's no. like the the laughs are all I got out of this album. That was it.
1: I have to, um, I have to agree with you guys here that the musicality isn't here. However, I laughed harder at this <laughs> album than any of their other albums. Like, I had to re-listen to so, like, I've never sat down with a Guar album and like had the lyrics, listened to it, watched the video. Like, to, I, I can't, I can't even tell. I laughed so fucking hard for me this is the funniest thing they've ever done for me it's the most clever thing they've ever done with their writing and the con i mean even though the concept isn't like a perfect thread it's still effing hysterical and just somehow works um i don't know i i i love this album <laughs> no i
3: like, i'm with you sailor like i was laughing my ass off the whole time and like in Fish Fuck, like.
1: Oh my near, God. I don't know if
3: it's near, like, the end of the song, but, like, when those, like, high-pitched, like, baby voices come in, yeah. and they're just like, fish, fog,
1: fish, fog.
3: I'm, like, I'm dying. I'm literally dying in my chair listening to this. Oh, you
2: guys are laughing and I'm cringing.
3: Oh, God. I mean... <laughs> Take it for I, what it is, man. Like, and it's not, like... You know, I'm with you on the musicality, but it's still funny shit at the end of the day.
1: Nitro burning, funny bong. I mean, yeah. just some hysterical. Hy- I just that's thought it that's the funniest
2: was... album t- or song title right there in my. Oh opinion. my
1: god! I mean, <laughs>
2: nitro burning.
1: <funny> <laughs> Fish fuck is pretty funny.
2: Or escape yeah. from the Moose Lodge.
1: Yeah. I re- I I don't know. For me, this album does it. For me, <laughs> I I this is just. I think, although you know. Scum Dogs is definitely that's guar. I just think this is their best work as far as writing and uh, concept whoa, whoa, whoa. goes. Uh, not their, me, so not you're their like, music. Now you pushing it. Yeah. No, I think it's for, funny,
3: but it's like for
1: their writing, this is the best writing they ever did. The, the music, not no, of course not. But their writing, I mean, really, if you compare this to the writing in song, Scum Dogs of the Universe, I'm talking about lyrical writing and storyline. This is way, way better. Way better. This is the pinnacle for me Uh, of their writing.
2: Scum Dogs Universe. I probably listened to that album three or four times just to get a good feel for it so I could talk about it. This album. I was halfway through the album. I was like, please, God, let this be over soon. And it (laughs) kept going and it kept going and it kept going and it going. It's like freaking 17 songs. And I'm like. Once the album was done, I'm like, that's it. Never, ever, ever again.
3: <laughs> Come on, man. Great. That last
2: song is great, man. That fucking uh,
3: album song is funny as shit. It's like an Irish jig.
1: Yeah, it, was like, it <laughs> totally is. But like, yes. I'm
3: dying. Like, I'm dying.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It's so
3: wrong, but you can't not laugh at it.
1: That's what's so fucking funny about it. Um.
2: All right. We're yeah. going to vote.
1: I guess we have to vote now. Do it. All right. Well, obviously,
2: it's obvious what my vote's for.
1: Ed, you're going to do Scum Dogs Dogs of of the Universe
2: by uh, 10 miles.
1: All right. And Matt? Uh,
3: I still have to go Scum Dog. Not as far up a margin as Ed has on his two albums, but I've never laughed as hard at an album that's not. A stand-up comedy album as i did with this one so <laughs> i'm giving all the kudos to the humor and we kill everything but um you know at the end of the day i gotta go with the musicality so i gotta go with scum dogs
1: well i am going to disagree with both of you because i think that guar is a performance band before they are a music group in my opinion, they're about the performance
0: Fair. They're
1: they're yeah. writing the concepts and the performing on this album is far better than scum dogs musically. their are be- Scum dogs is better. Yes. But the writing and and what they are really their whole point is the performance and the concepts. Literally, they admit that they started as a fake band. Then it's we kill everything deserves to win. Because that's literally the point of their ba- of of what they do. So for me, it's, we kill everything. But
2: right. fair point. Fair I point. guess
1: I lose. Wah, wah, wah. But, uh, scum
2: dogs of the universe <laughs> reigns Thanks a lot. supreme.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think about that.
2: To get in your plastic underwear. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of our two weeks with Gwar.
3: <laughs> Oh. Wow! And
1: What an interesting two weeks it's. Been it's like
3: yeah. It's like when I think wow. about. It's like when I think Very about the bands that we didn't we didn't do two weeks on. And then we do two weeks on Quar.
1: <laughs> so it's
3: like true. we did one week on Queen and Rush.
1: Yeah, what the and... fuck? Yeah, like, You're, right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely like
3: priest. right.
2: Priest. Yeah, we did we one week on two all, all
1: that.
2: Yeah, but what? <laughs> in fairness, it was like probably like a two hour episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's true. I we oh, we can always
2: we could always go back to those shit, things.
1: shit. We better go back and look. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Alright, this was All right. fun though. Well, that I was, laughed that was really hard again. I yeah. love that Ed had to say in the beginning. I'm, I'm going to cut this out. We have to pull it together. You better not cut that out. That's the best <laughs> part of the show. We have to pull it together. Oh, that's like the first couple months we recorded every show. At some yeah. point you would hear yeah. Ed say we have to pull it together in the show. Yeah,
3: it's Like throwback. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> definitely a throwback. Oh my god. Alright, oh, nice. Matt. Get us out of yeah.
3: here. Well, thanks for sticking around, listeners, as always. I hope you laughed as much as we did.
1: I hope you came uh, back after last week. So.
3: <laughs> I hope you came back to laugh after last week, yes. Um, well, we hope you enjoyed the discussion, the battle, as always, uh, as much as we did. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and the Twitter at Metal Rock Whiskey. And we also have a super cool Facebook group under Spirit of Rock Podcast. And Follow us individually. You can find me at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey Save the E Sailor.
1: You can find me as Sailor Retro on Instagram. Somehow I still have followers. I appreciate you all. I promise I will only post about rubber underwear from now on.
2: (laughs) No blocks. (laughs) (laughs) They can find me as well on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. And listeners, if you love us or even just like us, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a review. It really does matter, and I am not kidding when I say that. Um, and of course, tune in next week where we will be back with another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey.
1: Fuck you, Lars. This Later podcast upon. was edited by Ed Dirsch, produced by me, Sailor Retro, with research by Matt LaRusso. I love you, more than my-